Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. What's going on, you beautiful bastards and all you beautiful people that uh, have fathers in your life? Welcome back to another episode of Chromatic Distortion. Like always, I'm your host, Corey Caesar, and this is episode 20. Uh, this is a special episode because I'm joined in studio by host of Musically Meditated Podcast, which is the hottest podcast in these streets. My good, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my good friend, Joe Riley. What's going on, man? Thanks for being here. What's up, Corey? Thanks for having me, man. No problem, man. Uh, you came in an ice storm, man. I did. I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm always here for you. You came, but no, seriously. I mean, you you showed up and you joined me on Musically Meditated, and it was a great, great episode. So yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Musically Meditated is a music discovery podcast. Started in October or September 2017. Haven't stopped. Every week there's a new episode. Every Monday morning, and uh, yeah, man, you could you could check it out on Spotify, YouTube. The YouTube channel, we're kind of pushing that a little bit more because now we have video. You right. were on there. You got to show your yep. handsome face. Sure did. I had this mustache. You back did then. have the mustache yeah. back then. Now you got that beard. Yeah, for, I got that, conser- that conservative beard. That conservative. Remember when we had that, the hate mail <laughs> yeah, about the li- right. your, your liberal beards or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were saying Sret and I had like liberal length beards yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we have a YouTube channel. So check out Musically Meditated. It's on all listening platforms, I think, besides Anchor, but. It's it's out there. Yeah, so. and it's a it's a really good podcast. Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank I enjoy you. being on it. Thank you guys you. are like sixty two episodes deep, I think now, right? Yeah, I was looking. Uh, uh, I was looking at the YouTube videos because I've done other things, and I think we're at like I have like seventy two different postings, like videos of content. But yeah, actual actual episodes yeah it's around there i mean there's some that we just called bonus and didn't put a number so right it's around yeah, i got a there. couple of those too so actually i'm yeah. at like 22 23 yeah. something like that yeah for shits and giggles yeah. if you want to be like specific like, right like nah dog i'm at like 80 no. right. <laughs> right but yeah i think we just dropped 62 so and that's what you, know, you guys are staying on the grind now you're part of a, a network right the green door network yeah the green door network you could also check out uh the green door network on all podcast listening platforms too and the way that works is just look up Green Door Network and you you can subscribe. And then like Musically Meditated comes out every Monday. Then there was uh, Fantasy Hustle, which was a, I'm, I'm sorry, a, a like fantasy, fantasy, fantasy football. football with John G. And that's usually just for the season, but I know they went into the playoffs here. So that's like every Monday or Tuesday too. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But then there's Pricks on Flicks, which is a mo- like a movie discovery show podcast where they review new movies. And new shows, and there's Juice Pro Wrestling by host Justin Wallace, yeah, and uh, that's a lot of fun too. And that's a wrestling discover podcast. So he talks about old school '80s wrestling and current wrestling, and locally as well. So nice. everybody check that out too. Yes, yeah, so you guys are doing big, big things over there. Big huh? things, and all those guys I mentioned too. You could just check out their names and subscribe directly to them. But Green Door Networks like the hub. That's sweet. You know, man. we all record out of the same studio. Podcast so. game's kind of blowing up here in Northwest Indiana lately, it, it seems like, right? It has, I should say. Yeah, it has, man. And it's a, it's a nice thing to, s- to see. 
and it's a a lot of hard work too. It is, you know man. That, so. Yeah, because I like we were talking about, you know, off air is I took that little break, right? And you stayed on that grind. I've been grinding, dude. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Just do it, man. And I got some other like things set up for this year like under the musically meditated meditated moniker and it's just more and more and more but it's good to have too much on your plate than not enough right you know what i'm saying it just keeps you right moving and going so that's what i like to do and uh speaking of that so i know you were off of social media for a really yeah. long time personally yeah and you got back into the game obviously to promote the podcast right right so what's that been like that's been crazy man i uh i took a break it specifically it was facebook but I took a break on Facebook either in 2010 or 2011, like just deactivated it entirely. And uh, I started a Twitter and I just really didn't keep up with that. And I struggle with Twitter myself. Yeah, it's I can't, I can't. It's 160 characters. It's not enough for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, what you want more. Right? Oh, yeah. I can't do it. You can't do it. No, I can't get my thought on that. <laughs> talking? Are we crazy? It's a good way to like actually connect with a listener like if you're trying to build a listener or build a follower right like with with the hashtags kind of like instagram but it's a nice way to reach out to a specific i don't know band or actress or movie star because like when you mention their name that's gonna pop up right that for makes them sense. to see so i know justin's been having some good success yeah with that, he's right? done, he gets retweeted a lot yeah he gets retweeted he's been a twitter goon justin from juice pro wrestling uh, JP Dub <laughs> at JP Dub. I'm gonna plug him yeah. too. Yeah, we'll plug them all. Yeah, I'll plug them all. But yeah, he's he gets it. You know, like I think there's some people uh, are a Facebook guy or gal or Instagram or, or Twitter. I get Instagram because I I kind of stayed on Instagram after I didn't have a Facebook, so I get it. Right. You know. Um. And then Facebook is a total a total. It's an enigma. It's an enigma. It's hard. Facebook's it's hard, hard, man. You know what? You know what? <laughs> this is how I describe Facebook, like to myself, which is kind of crazy. But Facebook is the perfect place for future mother and father in laws to spy on their future son or oh, daughter in law. Yeah. Like you, that's it. oh yeah, that's <laughs> basically it. Or like, or it's a place where people, for whatever particular reason, and I try to find positive shit out of negative, but it's where some people use their their personality and their platform on Facebook to like, I don't know, bring negative, like to portray their themselves negatively, like in a political way or like this place sucks. Like, I don't get that. Like, right. why, I think it's just a way of thinking and it would be nice if everybody would just be more positive, but why just use that as like to be a shock jock or, right. You know, I think Trump sucks or I love Trump, like whatever it is that you're into, like that's cool. But, why don't why not just promote shit you like? Right. It's a you know dude like it's a uh Facebook's Facebook's a weird game for me cuz we're old so we're an older generation, right? 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 So did you have a MySpace? Mhm. So I think MySpace for instance would have been great for us for the podcast game. Oh, it would have. Because it's a it was a website and it like was. you just clicked on your name and you went to an actual website and we could have done our page however we want. You could have had yep. your logo in the back. It was and great. You I missed MySpace. You could have made that little player with yeah. just like my newest episode yeah, or, or, your newest or, episodes. or even clips of it to get people engaged to make them want to go listen. Yep. It would have been a great tool for us. But that was out in 2003. MySpace. No. Yeah, I looked it up. Really? Yeah, we were so we were out of school for two years already. High school. 
I kind of remember it in like 07, 08, because I know that's when I hired in my that's, current job. And that's right when Facebook took off publicly. So it was still so it was still hot. It was like probably at its height right around 2006, 2007. Oh, that's when it was at its height. Height. Oh, you're saying it popped off. Yeah, because I it remember. Started, it started in 2003. So it, didn't even, it wasn't even a thing at all when we were in high school. We graduated in 01. It wasn't because I remember having a Facebook because Dougie Myers told me about it when all them we were down at IU. That's all it was back then, yep. So when I came back, you know, like I was going to IUN, and Gary and Doug told me he's like you have to have a university email correct so I did I remember it was yeah. JJ Riley at JJ Riley.edu or whatever yeah. or something like that IUN yeah, you, and, had, um, you had to have that edu it had that edu so I had it and that was probably 2004 I remember that yeah I remember that's that. about right because I, on Facebook uh, 2006 is when it actually opened up to everybody yep but MySpace was so that kind of killed MySpace. It did. It totally. When everybody was able to get on it, it killed it because it was originally set up. I mean, I've never even watched the movie, but I remember it from back then, just for college kids to meet up and. Yeah, it was called Face Mash. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, we are kind of old. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We so I I, I was like I was just for shits and giggles because I was like you know what we didn't even have so all social media is weird to us in theory because we didn't really have texting. And we didn't even have we didn't even have picture phones. So the first picture phone didn't even come out. Oh three, like oh three, like right. uh, oh two, oh, oh one was actually the first one. But you know, no one had it right. I off had the bat. that razor, bro. I was I would show that off. You get like six pictures. Remember out the it. razor though, yeah. like when it was hot. Like, oh I yeah. Used to like they got a new razor coming out. I would like answer it like this so everybody <laughs> could see it and shit. Remember that they had like the breast cancer <laughs> yeah. awareness. Yeah, it was pink. And then I thought my game was really tight. Like I had a red one, like. I might be at Costco, just like what up? Yeah, yeah that was after, that, that was probably after high school though. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. It's like oh three. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't able to, uh, we weren't able, we did, we weren't in that, we weren't in that life no. of social media of texting. I had a, I got to put it this way, I got a camcorder for a graduation gift. I remember we I used spe- to record. I, that yeah, I spent that whole summer recording. We went to uh, Canada, took that bad boy up there. <laughs> Got in a fight in a hotel in a hotel room in Canada. Those kids got arrested. We hid the tape underneath the bed. Yeah, we had to hide the evidence. Yeah, just in case the cops came to us. I think you turned it down when we were watching him get arrested, like from above in our in our room. Yeah. But they threw I'll never forget that they threw a uh, a glass. It was like a a a drink glass, like a highballer glass, like at us while we were going down in the elevator or something, remember? Because it broke. Paris Paris took off the little wand to turn like a blind shut, like the hard wand, <laughs> took it from the drapes, you know, like to pull the big drape across. And we were walking around with it for some reason. <laughs> we were shit faced, obviously. Right. And there was a party in the hotel room. And it was like it, in another hotel room. And some girls walked up to us, I believe with some spaghetti noodles. Dude, don't quote me, but I'm almost positive, like uh-huh. hard spaghetti noodles. And they're like, here, you want some spaghetti noodles? And some dudes leaving the party got kind of upset. Because they were talking to us. Yeah, right? right. So they get in their elevator, probably going to their room. And Paris started poking them with that <laughs> stick. And they pulled him into the elevator, remember? Okay, that's yeah. what it was. Okay. And then we jumped in and the bottles were thrown. I cut my hand all open and shit. Yeah, the bottles. That's I just remember that. Yep. It's kind of foggy. I mean, obviously, alcohol was involved, but I remember the year that we went the year before, there was a huge uh, altercation as well. Yeah, so, I don't know if I was there for that. I don't one. think you were there for that. <laughs> that uh, we were there for a new for New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's, two years in a row. Yeah. I went there for New Year's. Yeah, because that was the thing that we did when we were kids. Because you could get into Canada at nineteen, yeah, no passport. 
uh, well, not just get in, but you could drink and gamble. So we'd always go to Windsor right across the Detroit River. Yep. Yeah, you'd go underground, remember? Yeah, three and a half hours. You didn't hours. have to have a passport back then nope, either. No, just a driver's license. Just a driver's license. And worse, worse that it happened is you'd get pulled over at, uh, at customs and they would search your car. And that was it. Yeah, so, you know. Those were the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, you know, if you wanted to bring back some right. Canadian beer or whatever it is, you right. could bring it back. But yeah, yeah the, good old, the good old Facebook days and, like, going back, I do, to, to go back to that just a little bit, um, we graduated in 2001 and I remember the girl I was dating at the time, her parents got me my first cell phone and it was a big deal. And I was like, wow, cool. So it was right around that time. And I remember like, I didn't have credit. I was still underage. Right. So I was like, dad, he's I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, my girlfriend's parents got me a cell phone. I'm like, but I need you to co-sign with me. Will you do? He's like, hell no, I'll, I won't do that shit. He's like, go get another job. I'm like, no, I just need, I just need you to, yeah, just just to sign with me. So like, we're co. He's like, nope, not doing it. I'm like, damn. So then I finagle my way, and I remember T-Mobile was on some like kind of shady shit back then. Remember? Yeah. And uh, this, you, you you go for the kiosk in the mall. Yeah, I went yeah. to the kiosk in the mall, and they like didn't even want my full name. I just put like Joe J Riley. My name's actually James, you know, and then yeah. they're like, yeah, here it is. Because I remember I had one cell phone. I've, I had the same cell phone number since then, since like 2003, dude, something like that. I'm close to that because I had my first phone. So my gr- my grandfather had the, his company got him a phone. He had the old school Zach Morris brick bag phone, the white one. And it originally hooked into the red Astro van, dude. It's like, remember that red minivan I, I had? My mom used to have those bag phones yeah. and shit back then. So... He got like, he got an old school LG. It was like the first flip. It was gray. It was kind of boxy. Had the little black antenna that pulled <laughs> yeah. up. It had nothing but like the old school uh, cable boxes where you could read the letters. That's how it was. So it just had an S for signal and then the bars for how many bars it was. And then it could make all the, that's my cat's question. <laughs> Your cat's she, oh, dude. She wants all the attention. She does want all the attention. It's okay, cat. Yeah. Sorry, man. So uh, he got. He gave me that phone, and I got the the seven three zero eight one one eight number, right? And I had that all through high school. I gave that to my grandma when I got. So I worked for Radio Shack, and I was one of those. <laughs> I was one of those shady guys selling you that Sprint with the, with the red polo tucked into those business y- black y- slacks. Y- you know it, and I made forty bucks a sale on you guys. <laughs> Plus the, the big the big the big money banker was the accessories. If I get you on three accessories. Those audio ca- those audio cables. Man, you need a blue, you need a uh, you need a hands free headset, sir. You need a belt clip because the belt clip with the leather was the shit. Speaker wire too. That was big back then with oh, those yeah. systems. Oh yeah, yeah. a couple twelves and an amp. Oh yeah, back in ninety nine. I'll upsell you on everything, man. We'll get you. Some, <laughs> we'll get you right. in the Dish Network right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got I got that first that first video phone. It was uh, I think it was an LG also, and it had like the weird lights that flashed across the front. When I when I changed the Sprint. I gave that phone to my grandma. She still has that phone to this day. So she still has that old flip-ass phone, 2002, still works, LG, really? hooked into Verizon. She's on a grant. She's in a, on a grandfathered in plan. Even she pays like twenty dollars a That's month. That's the way bro. to do it, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, she has no texting, no internet. It's still she one uses X. a cell phone for what it is. That's right? it. And she, and she don't even turn that bitch on, bro. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you try calling her. It was my voicemail until about 2012. Damn. Yeah. Still rocking that old number. That's like a 25-year-old number, That's dude. amazing. Yeah, man. it's crazy. I remember my old number was 617-4137. <laughs> I remember I only had two different ones. That was my first one. It was like yeah, AT&T. And then I did that little jump over. Like, 
I don't know how that went. Like I said, my dad said no. I finagled something to still have one on AT and T, but like it just wasn't. I forgot how that went. It's been so long. I'm afraid to. I don't. I couldn't give up my number. It's been too long now. I know. The only thing, like they say, if you do, you won't get as much like. You know, oh, bullshit oh like uh my warranty's getting ready to expire yeah like dude my warranty's been up guy leave right. me alone leave already me alone. they call I mean, every fucking every day, day dude it's annoying I, I get more calls from them than i do my real friends yeah and now you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh no for right. real no. everyone does but you know it's dude, like you look at my phone bill i got like 900 texts for a month and like two minutes of talk who would have thunk it back then dude, like you never hey, man, do you remember back then i'd be like man if you could see someone when you were talking to them, yeah, it would be so cool. Like you could call your girlfriend and look, blah blah blah. And if I would have told you like that was what would it be like? What would it be like in in 2019? And then I would tell you no one uses it, and we all just type text. Yeah, I'll tell be you like, bullshit. Get out of here. That's yeah. the dumbest thing I ever. Heard. Right. So how do you how do you feel about that? What do you, um, <laughs> because like how do you? I feel that, and me being socially awkward already, <laughs> for real, I've, not not socially awkward, but nah, just like social anxiety, I yeah, should say. Yeah. You know, I don't like, but without talking to anybody, I would never got out of that at all. So like we, we, were, we were forced when we were kids to be social. Yeah. If you wanted to call a girl and talk to a girl, you had a call from that landline, and there was a 99% chance that her parents were answering that phone. You had to say hello. You got to say hello, right. Can I please speak to? Your and you got to take that leap. You got to take yeah. that jump. That jump. You don't even have to do that no more. They got Snapchat. This shit disappears. It disappears in 15 or 9 seconds. Dude, could you imagine? Nah, what, having a kid right now with all this shit? Couldn't do it. Dude, they're, they're giving kids They're giving kids at like 8, 9 years old. They got Snapchat accounts. They got Instagram accounts. Their frontal cortexes aren't even developed yet. It's really intense, man. Like, I have a lot of friends that have children around that age. Like like you said, hitting that 10-year that mark, and they want certain things, and then they have that pressure of all their friends at school all their have friends. it. You know, if I had a kid right now that was around that age, it's easy to say what I could do. So to everyone listening that has a kid, I'm sorry I'm being one of right. those people right now. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just a caveat. Yeah. Uh, me and Joe are kidless. We're kidless. In our 30s, not married. So we're looking <laughs> right. at everything from a very different, uh, different perspective, perspective than a mo- almost everybody in life. And right my now. next vanity plate, is it? you know what it's going to be? What's that? Kid free. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Um, if I did have a kid right now and I, I had to deal with those pressures, like I would just let them have it, but then give me the phone at the end of the night. I don't know if that works. Right. But then like whatever, like I wouldn't let them have Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat's too much for me. Um, Instagram or, or Facebook, like go ahead, but I would want to monitor it, monitor it. That's all. Yeah. I think I'm okay with probably the Facebook, but the only issue I really have with it is um, they the, d- the messenger on Facebook's kind of yeah, I could see you being sneaky with that oh, yeah. as a kid. Oh yeah, and they're doing um, so they're doing a lot of studies now, and they're and they're realizing that when you post something, it's actually when someone likes your your post, it's releasing uh, dopamine, just yeah. like you would be on a drug. So yeah, it becomes so becomes very addictive. Yeah, it's very right? true. And so what we're doing now is we're giving these young young kids these tools where they can see all the the shit in the world. First off, they're seeing all the all the negative, and we're, we should all we, we should be sh- sheltering kids from that. I agree. Regardless of political views or anything, we should the kids shouldn't worry about that. Let the adults worry about that. Let the kids be fucking kids. Right. You know that that's the that's my first thing. Yeah. But uh, we're we're just giving them we're just giving them too much access. I think 
to that addictive behavior of wanting to post something to see a like, and then there were and then we're putting filters. The filters, man, we're making like changing cheekbones, dude. Dude, we're getting honey dicked. Me being thirty years old, honey dick. Honey dick. <laughs> I like that. Term. Dude, man, we're getting these. Gr- I'm seeing these girls, and I'm like, whoa, that chick looks like super hot. And then you and then you see them in real life, and you're honey like, come on, dick. come on, come on. You got different cheekbones, even. Here's a new red flag for 2019. If every one of her pictures is a is the the pretty Snapchat filter, yeah, you know it. You know, just what it stay is. away. <laughs> just it's just a red flag. Yeah. Like you're crazy. Yeah, because it's makeup and then it's a filter on top of the makeup. It's and a double honey dick. It's a double honey dick. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> but yeah, but but like you like you were saying though with the kids, you wouldn't let them. You wouldn't let them have Snapchat. You wouldn't do Facebook, and Facebook is being. Right, negative, and that's not good to expose your kids, right? Yeah, yeah. What about Instagram? Would you let your kid have an Instagram? Uh, Instagram, I'd probably be a little bit more more likely to have, but then it's the the whole like. Then you get into that like thing, that addiction to okay. wanting someone to like your shit. So you right. so you post a picture, and then you're just instead of just going about your day, like you should be doing, you're constantly pulling up that app to see how many people liked it. And we're all guilty of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do it. Oh, I do it nonstop. I post something. Dude, I'm looking at that motherfucker like 40 times in the next hour. Like, who who liked it? Ooh, ooh, 12 likes? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. You know? Right. I get it. We all all get it. And we're all addicted to it. We're all chasing it. Chasing that. We're chasing that high. And going back to your original question from a while ago, getting red like I didn't have Facebook. Yeah, how did that that make you feel? It was great, man. It's actually like a liberating feeling. And now coming back this like so far on down the line, like I think Facebook is a good thing as a marketing strategy. Oh, yeah, and a no marketing question about tool. it. But I think it's more fit for like restaurants, um, you know, just more restaurants or like businesses. And if you've already had had that um, platform set up, like you've had a business since 2010 or something, like I don't think it's very good for the arts. Like it's not good for music. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. Like it's it's nobody really keeps up with their favorite TV show on Facebook, right? Right. Or like their favorite no. band because I sure as the hell don't. No, I don't either. You know, so same like with us doing our podcast stuff, like the ups and downs I've had with Facebook. Like I, I think it would be good to, to always like throw the money out there so more people would see it because of the algorithms and shit. But I don't think it's really targeted for like media. It's not. You know what I mean? It's like, not. It's just not. No, it's not. I'm not trying to be negative, but because it, it's not, it's not as, it's not visual, and people visual, visuals pops better for them. So like getting that good picture out is more appealing than words, because people aren't going to read it. Definitely when they're scrolling, right. it's harder to read. You don't want to read a bunch of shit. No, you don't. That picture is what catches you, which is what great about Instagram. Instagram. It's just instant gratification yep. for sure. Yep. You see it, you you're know. like, oh, cool. But the problem with Instagram is, is then it's, it's harder. To link the content, it's really hard because you can only put one link right. in the bio. Yeah, and you can't do it in the in the uh, in description, the which sucks. You can, but you got to be, um, you got to have X like amount 10, followers. Yeah, some stupid, some which make, that makes real pe- that makes people want to like pay for the stupid service that gets you the bullshit followers that don't right. really that don't really interact with your page anyway. Right, and then it just looks worse anyway for the algorithm for them to show your stuff. I know. So it's like it's like a catch twenty two. It's like, well, wait a second, I want to put a post, I, mean, I want to link my shit too. Right. Yeah. To get people to take more steps, they're just not going to do it. No. You know, like, okay, I like I like Corey's post on Instagram for chromatic distortion, you know, but to get them to go now, okay, they're going to read your description and go link to bio to click on it. That's that's a crap. Yeah, it is. 
you know, Smart. but I guess it's good for the dopamine for the likes. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm in it for. Yeah, <laughs> we're in it for the likes. But yeah, with Facebook, like I just I think I've been away from it for so long. Like, you know, I, you got a thousand. I have a thousand friends or something like I don't see any like I see the shit you post because I'm always liking your shit. Right. You probably see mine because you're always liking it. Yeah. But I don't get a lot of people liking or sharing like sharing anything. And I don't I'm not taking that personal because I don't really share too many other people's things. But. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird. We live in a weird time. Like, people will retweet, uh, I don't know, Kanye's shit, you know, or whatever. And, you know, their their best friend or their family member has something cool. Yeah. You know, or, or someone that they really know, but yeah. they won't even and that, that's like just that. reshare it or something. Like, I don't get it. I'm not taking it personal, nah. but it's just weird. We live it in is a weird time. We do live in a weird time because everyone, be, everyone wants to be outside their tribe. Yeah. Like they want to be further away from their own home, realistically, which is kind of weird because, uh, you know, we got this Dunbar number. I don't know if you ever heard me talk about it before. Uh-uh. So a Dunbar number is there. Um, yeah, I remember you telling. Yeah, me. your Go brain, ahead. your brain can only basically comprehend like 150 social transactions, right? Like 150 people socially, you can like really keep up with in a sense, and it gets smaller. So that and that's the at the the smallest degree. And you can really only like care, care, care about about 20 people inside your little, that's all our brains have really evolved to so far. So the problem is with seeing all this shit on Facebook is you're trying to help someone that's not in your Dunbar number. They have a Dunbar number and our dumb, my Dunbar number can touch their Dunbar number through six degrees of separation, Kevin Bacon style, right? right, right if right. that makes sense. So if my Dunbar number is good and we're taking care of our, our little area and we're, and you're in my Dunbar number, right? You're part of my 150, but your 150 is way different than my 150. So now you're being good with your 150. So in, in, in theory, we have about 300 now between us that are copacetic with each other. Yeah. And then people that, you know, they got their own 150. And that's how you have a harmonious society Okay. by not, but with the problem is with technology because technology has gone so quick we were just talking about it. 2001, nothing, right? 20 years in, in, in human, in human life is dick. That's not even, that's the, we, we haven't even moved the needle at all evolutionary wise. So our brains are still fucking 1980s right now, 1990s. We haven't evolved to our, even evolve yeah, to even yet. comprehend what the fuck's even going on here. Right. So I think that's why we're having a lot of issues with social anxiety. We're having a lot of issues with depression. I think mental health has almost a direct effect with social media and you can almost link it. Yeah, you can. I mean, I want to be as pretty as her. Exactly. Or as popular as him. Yeah. And the snap and the filters make it worse. Filters makes it worse. It puts all this pressure. Yeah. And women, especially now, too. Yeah. And 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 dudes, too. Yeah. And then everyone wants to and no one wants to post. And not that not, not. and it's not the negative shit that they're posting like the bad shit, but they're not telling you real life either. So it's either really bad about someone else or it's like, hey, look, my life's great. Yeah, there's a lot of that. False yeah, there's none of there's none of the real like, you know, this this is what's going on. But then I don't want to hear that either. Like, true. I don't need to know 99 percent of your life. That's on Facebook. Very true. Yeah, I don't need to know where you're eating for breakfast. Yeah. And I have a real issue with the relationships on Facebook. <laughs> that shit's kind of entertaining, though. It's so entertaining <laughs> because, yeah, but that's when that's the problem I have with it. It's like you want us to like uh, uh, like your stuff. And yeah. And you and want us to know, know every little well. everything about your relationship. And oh, I love him. It's like you met this guy a month ago. Yeah, and I'm just right? going to watch it crumble in like six. Yeah. Weeks. And then as soon as you stop posting about <laughs> it, because you're posting about it daily, it's like we already know. Yeah, you know where this And is you got to post now because we're evolved. Like we're, we're you know, we got we're invested. Right. We are invested. <laughs> you know, I, I want to know what, what how this ended up. 
Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> right. The terrible part of us is like, yeah. this is gonna fail. Yeah, because everyone wants, like, you know, it's the Maury show. You want to watch right. the the result, right? And that's the thing. Like, you have to. I think there should be like an age limit on posting like your negative feelings, or like negative, like bad shit that goes on in your life. I mean, I'm guilty of it on Facebook. Like, I've shared like when my friends have passed away, but you know, it's kind of like a pit- like pity post. People could say I'm pity posting, yep. but. Yes and no. Like I think, like if you lose a loved one, I want them for sure to be remembered. You oh, know? yeah. So pe- I'm just trying not to contradict myself here, but with with other people in in their posts, like their age, like you should, there should be like a rule, like after the age 25, like you shouldn't put, you shouldn't air out your dirty laundry about your right. relationship. Oh, never, never. That's the, I think that's, that's like the word. Dude, it's like the number one thing that I think that breaks up relationships is Facebook, Facebook, Probably. social media. Probably you have all these dudes. In your girl's DMs. Right. And I think it hurts It hurts you because they know in the back of their mind, you fuck up. They got 12 thirsty dudes already talking oh, to them. Yeah. All they got to do is say, hey, back. Mm-hmm. And they got 12 dates lined up. This is true. Dudes don't got that. No. So it's like, you got to now. Speak for yourself. Bro. Hey, <laughs> hey, no, we're tippy-toeing that fine line, dude. You get every, you know, every once in a while, you get, you know, you get the, you get the. <laughs> so you, you, uh, you, you, every once in a while, you get, you get like the, the ballsy <laughs> chick who will jump in the DM. You know, but that's rare. That's usually when I'm dating someone. So I'm like, what do you want? They're like, well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's always when, it's always when you're with somebody, you get right. the most attention. It's so it's, weird. It's usually how that works. Yes. Yeah, I think it? it's a little confidence thing. You it's start. a confidence thing. And, and I think a lot of people are attracted to what they can't have, men or women. That's true. You know? I, so, I, oh, yeah, for sure. So they see that and they're like, oh, well, he or she's taken. Well, yeah, why, he, why am I? Yeah, he must be doing something He must good. be doing something. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, so you gotta keep them guessing, Murray. Yeah, you gotta keep them guessing. My bad, dude. Yeah, no, no, that's right, that's right. But um, yeah, I don't understand why people want to put that negativity out there. You know, like going through a failed relationship or a divorce. Like certain things should just be kept in house. It man. should be because because once you air it, you can't take it back. You can't, man. So like if you if you, and and you could delete the post. Yeah, and I think you, uh, uh, you're meditate on this. So you yeah. do a, a thing at the end. You say meditate on this. You say something, and and you were like, uh, I don't remember exactly, but it was basically. Um, before you do something to stop and think yeah right whatever yeah. or whatever it was and totally. that's because you know stop and think before you make that post right because you're in the heat of the moment you're amped up a little bit and you're gonna write something stupid that you can't take back and everybody remembers it and everybody remembers People it. screenshot that shit they yeah. send it to their friends yeah now you're just screwed forever yeah you, just said some you can't walk shit. that back like you just told me your boyfriend uh, cheated on you and like pushed you around a little bit and now you're with them next week now i know everything now i know everything yeah you can't even keep that in house like you can't even work that out no more because you already you but once you put it in public you i think you can't work it out no more no it's just that's facebook has turned into this huge cesspool of either look at me everything's great or everything sucks yeah and that sucks for the uh hey look at me everything's great because now you're getting these kids who are like we were talking about before keep up with you're, yeah you're idolizing you're like oh my god this person is doing so much better than me it's true you know man. they're doing this because you only post your best stuff most right. of the time right and i we were talking about like how that links to suicide and a lot of external pressure in the real world and don't quote me on this number but i know the like male suicide is at an all-time high right now it is like white male suicide yeah. caucasians yep it's at an absolute all-time high right now i don't know what that is but i'm sure um you know social media has something to do with that you know and, oh, I, I agree and like you were saying to think before you speak you know like whatever i said at the end of that particular show i have i i was seeing this uh you know psychi- psychologist or whatever and he told me a good thing he's like you take the age that you are 
and that's how many minutes you wait before you react to a situation. Oh, that I really like upsets actually, you. I like that. Wasn't that good? So, yeah. And and if you think about that, every year you get older, that's another minute to yeah. wait longer. I like that actually. I'm, yeah. I'm not. You, I'm not gonna so start. Everybody gonna use, use that. that. So yeah. Before you and trust me, I got a temper, you know, and me like I, I overreact sometimes. I do too. And, and I'm ba- I'm bad at relationships in that way because I do react quickly, and I don't have a filter. Yeah. So I, I send that text quick. Yeah, you got to bite that. You gotta, yeah, you gotta I've been doing better at that text. lately, you know. I try. Yeah. You know, and assumptions, man, just assuming a lot. It's a killer. It's taken me a long time to learn that, <laughs> and I'm still learning, but you, you make those quick assumptions, and it's not necessarily true. Right. Like the four agreements is a good thing to, to check out, too. What's that? Um, never take anything personally. Never make assumptions. Always do your best. And I forget the four <laughs> off the top of my head, but <laughs> I'll be that must not be that important. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the one I don't practice, but... Yeah, man. Uh, social media and especially Facebook is just a it's a different monster. Like I remember leaving and I was kind of guilty of that. You know what? Eight years ago, like just saying shit at a shock level just to get like that's what I did today, actually, because I knew we were going to talk about this somewhat. So I never I, I came back on I came back to Facebook. I started a Facebook again in April of 2018. And the only time I actually like put a text like I wrote, like wrote something out as a status update was when I first came back and it was something along the lines like, Hey, I'm here just to promote my podcast and like some shit that I do through my union. And that's basically all I said. And then time goes on and I've shared some pictures, but today was the first time I actually did another type out thing. And I made sure it was negative and somewhat like funny and controversial yeah, yeah. just to see if I got like a response and like 20 people. I said something like, uh, people that like, what did I say? Something like, if you like Grant, what are they called? Greta Van Fleet's a new band. Oh, and yeah, I saw that. I said yeah. something like that. Like, if people that like Gre- Greta Van Fleet are dads that hate rap music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just jokey, right. but kind of like it could probably piss someone off. I just did that on purpose to see what kind of reaction you reaction. Get. Yeah, and there was more reaction on that than any fucking because that's what that's what thing pe- I, I put on my podcast, that's you know? What, that's and like, what I work people, my that's ass what off. People are looking that. for. They are. Which is shitty because here you are putting out free content. Time, effort, trying to get people keeping it positive. Yeah. Just trying to, you know, like it's a true, it's a true story. Like you could be so positive and talk about everything you want and all the shit you like forever and ever, you know. And I did like one like clickbait episode throughout the last year and a half on purpose and made it like in the description negative, and that got the most like Facebook, not on anything else, but especially Facebook, the most like. Ooh, like engagement and shit. Yeah. You know, it's like people are drawn to that. It's because it's it's the keyboard warrior in them that comes out. Yeah, it really is because they don't. Um, people are willing to say a lot of shit on social media that they're not willing to say to you in your face. Yeah, I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that either. I don't. I mean, you know, we could. You know, when, when trigger fingers turn into Twitter fingers, that's <laughs> like, that Drake. You know, like yeah. you could have that shit. Like I'm not. I used to get upset about that, you know, 10 years ago right. when I was younger, but I was also do that dude like putting that negative shit yeah. out there. See, and, and that's an, that's another thing I think is dangerous for for kids on social media is um, the reality is when we were kids in the 80s, violent crime was a real thing. Getting kidnapped was a real thing. Like it, it, it it's almost non-existent nowadays even though you hear about it a lot. The the stat is astounding. Like you you could sit in a parking lot unattended a kid and you'd have to sit there for like 7,000 years to get abducted. That's the chances. It's something stupid like that. It's don't quote me on that number, but it's something ignorant like that. Right. But when we were kids, that wasn't the case. So violent crimes down like 60% since we were kids. But so while the physical world 
is now safer. The virtual world is way more dangerous, and it's way more guys on because there's tough guys like we like we're just saying. People are willing to say something to you online that they're not really willing to say to you to your face to your face and then kids on top of it they can't get away when we were kids you were getting bullied or something you go home and you're away from it now you're with your friends maybe you're with your parents you're kind of away from it you don't, you don't see it on social media you don't see other kids having a good time on social media right. you don't see none of that but now you go on there and you do see now all they're that messing with you even they, more. all day long all night long People are sharing posts, and these kids got thousands. Of, my little cousins, they're in high school. They got like two thousand followers on Instagram. Right. I'm like, promote my f- podcast. Yeah, if you guys are listening, promote my goddamn <laughs> podcast, guy. Hit share, bro. <laughs> yeah. Help I mean, me out. But yeah, it's just, so out. it's crazy. It is, man. Like, I just, it just. And then going back to that male suicide thing, you think yeah. that's a, you think that's the whole beta cuck thing coming back to us? Maybe. Like nice guys like, finish last. Like men just don't know how to be a man right now. Yeah, man. There's a lot of mixed signals out there, and and you know, before I start this too, this has nothing. This has nothing to do about like toxic masculinity. Absolutely not, because there definitely is some and, of that. And being at toxic masculinity is very dangerous, and I'm starting to realize what that is now as a man, as a 35 year old man. Right. But what I'm trying to get at is um, alpha versus beta. Alpha isn't all like. Uh, no disrespect to the Marines or anything, but you know, like a leatherneck or like a jarhead and, you know, workout guy right. and that, like, and then being disrespectful to women, you know, like pinching their ass or, yeah. or calling them a bitch. That's it, not an alpha to me. No, no. An alpha, so I don't an alpha want, respects the women. Yeah, it respects, you know, you know but I, I think what's going on too is there's a lot of beta shit in it and it's confusing men. I think so too. Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff in society now telling us. You know, you can't be that way. Right. That is now that is toxic masculinity. And it's like, no, it's not. Right. You know, like, a, a, you know, a man has to I guess we could speak for for straight white men right now. I guess that's what I'm speaking right. for because that's what I am. But, you know, um, there, there's a difference. But I that could that could confuse dudes that might lead them to the, the suicidal I, way. I think it is because I, I, I also think I think you get a lot of virtue. So I hope I made sense there. I think it, it made sense to okay. me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think you're getting a lot of virtue signaling out there also so that I think that hurts the I think that hurts the man's cause. So you get a lot I think you get a lot of guys out there that just can't get laid. And and this I'm going to be brutally honest here, right? There's a lot of guys True. who just are awkward, socially awkward, just not a, they can't approach women. And it, it's maybe not nothing personally. It's they're not ugly, you know, just, just they just have a socially awkward time with women, so they have a hard time getting laid. Right. Right? Let's, right. And let's be let's be real about it. Yeah. So I think you get a lot of this virtual signaling, like, oh my God, these women, they they're acting like they want this really soft, like this soft man. So they come out and they're they're like, Oh, toxic man masculinity and they're almost driving the notion to men that, Oh my god, I am bad. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And like, okay, here's men. Here's all these men telling me now. That I'm an asshole. And it's like I haven't even done nothing, but like, should I feel ashamed? Yeah, I agree with. Yeah, it's 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 tricky, man. It's tricky. Like for us to be single at the age that we are, I think we we both um, understand ourselves as men. So I don't think we have pro. Uh, well, we have a problem, right? You know, like I'm comfortable who I am in my own skin, and that is going to come off. And that's going to attract the opposite sex, I believe. Right. Right. And same with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't learn it overnight, you know, like it, it took some, it took a while, especially being single again, but there's some guys out there. They just, they're, they're looking at that stuff on social media and they don't know which, no, which they don't know which way to, to yeah. And, and I don't think, and most women, 
I don't really, I don't really think they know what they're asking for half the time, right? If that makes sense. No disrespect. I'm not. I'm not saying you guys don't know what you're saying. Right. Don't yeah. take It'd it that way. It'd be nice to have a, have, a, have a woman with us now, a female. But I think there's a lot of women out there that, that they, they don't want that beta man. None of them. I don't think most of them do. No, it's like they do, but they don't. They want the they want the good part of the beta, right? They want the they want the um, the courtesy guy, yeah. the guy who's going to show attention, the guy who's going to be there. But you also want the guy who's going to protect you, who's going to take care of you if you need it. Yeah. And that's the alpha part, and that's what the alpha does. Yeah, men, the beta is the guy who chills in the back and doesn't do nothing. Right. Right. And he just waits for his turn because he's a little fucking snake. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. That's what a beta does. It's That's true. what a beta does. He waits for the alpha to get old and tired, and then he comes in like a fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> murders you, true. and then bangs the woman out. And then he talks bad about you. And then did talks you hear what Corey did, said. Yeah. Did you hear what Corey did in his last relationship? Well, yeah. I heard this. Yeah, I heard this. Like, keep your shit to yourself. Haters right? come in all shapes, forms, and sizes, don't yeah. they? I hate that stuff, man. You too, man. <laughs> and that, that, that's another thing. You just send all these DMs, and any guy can talk shit about you. Yeah. They don't have to know any. They don't have to know any story. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I don't know, man. I. I don't. I tried the. Uh, as far as us being single in our thirties, when I was first single, I tried the online dating thing, and I know you have too, right? Oh yeah. I still swipe. Uh, I still swipe on that Tinder and, okay. and Bumble every once in a while. I did it for like ten months, and it was cool, and I learned a lot. Like it got me back out there to do, like not blind dating, but just to to you know, I guess brush up on my game. It had been over a decade you know that i was with a different woman right. besides the one i was with and it, and the time was totally different times were totally different and like was i wasn't online. like mr gq gq smooth either before that you know the decade before because right. i had been with her for so long and i was a child you know so here i am a 30 year old man back out in the dating game yeah and i did utilize the online dating to the best of my advantage you know to to basically get back out there and it was fun it's man. one of the only ways you can like it's really one of the only, way, only ways you can connect with somebody without like going to a bar yes and i'm not it, <laughs> really i mean it's real life because people just because everyone does shopping in, uh online now people don't leave their house they're at a bar they're at a restaurant they're at home i mean is that where you what was that one term you called not to cut you off but nah. what was it not candy flipping that's like a drug reference but <laughs> what was it like you said like like the mona lisa thing like when they use the the filters you had a term oh uh, honey dicked honey dicked yeah <laughs> you'll get honey dicked on plenty of fish oh man. my god you'll get honey dicked on all of them plenty plenty of fish is like the dark alley of it's like the craigslist of online oh yeah <laughs> i met some girls off of tinders like that's not even you come on come on come on come on you're you're cool but they ain't you that's not you yeah. <laughs> yeah bumble's cool because so here's another aspect so you know the tinder thing is guys are most guys try to you just trying to get laid on there. So most of these women, they get a bunch of, they get the real toxic masculinity. They get a guy showing the dick pics to them straight yeah. off the bat. That asshole. Yeah, you know that's the toxic masculinity. Yeah. You know the guy who's flexing going, his abs on yeah. his profile pic. The one going, hey baby, come here. First thing he sends. Yeah, hey, dick yeah, hey baby, come here. And then, yeah, and then when you don't respond, he calls you a bitch and yeah, a hoe. That, that, that guy. guy. That's yeah, the that, toxic. Yeah, we're, that's hey, the guy that needs to be beat yeah, up. Yeah, we're with now, you. Do I sound toxic? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, no. Yeah, we're with you on that. We don't like that guy nah, either. Nobody likes that guy. Right. Nobody likes that Chad. Right. So uh, or that Cody. Yeah. Or that so, Brody. No. No disrespect nah. to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your name, but I've encountered those men. Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, Bumble, it's just like Tinder. But the woman has to send the first message. That's right. 
So right. I've never been on Bumble. Yeah, so it's a great, it's a, it's a, to me, I did it. That's the way it should be. Yeah, so I did it for a social experiment almost. I'm like, I want to see, because, you know, women talk a lot of smack about, oh, these guys come at us all weird. Okay, well, now you're on the spot. I like that. Let's see what kind of uh, pickup line you have. So did you get some good ones? What do you got? No, nah, they're horrible, dude. <laughs> These girls are not original. They, uh, you know, A guy better never say hey to me. You know how many hey's I get? Hey. Hey, hey what? How many why's? That's what distinguishes how interested. Yeah, yeah sometimes it's elongated. Sometimes it's just one. See the one, they're not really that into it. Yeah, one girl asked me like some. If some there's girl, like three, maybe. Yeah, some, some, girl got, <laughs> some girl got really weird. She's like, uh, she's like, tell me, uh. Oh, if you could look up to one person in history, like who would it be, or something weird like that? I'm like, this is the first question you, you asked me. You didn't say serial killer, did you? No, I didn't <laughs> respond, dude. I'm like, next. <laughs> and you only get 24 Damn. hours to respond. If if you uh, if they don't write you in 24 hours, goes away. And if you, then you don't respond to them in 24 hours, the match goes away. That's cool. You have to have a Facebook or something, right, for that? Or was that the other one? I th- Tinder usually wants I you to have. I think Tinder, Tinder wants you to have that that facebook but there's still there's so many bots on that i did plenty of fish and uh what was the one with like the pink in the back okay cupid oh how was that it was okay it was a lot of chicago you yeah. know here being in the region that's a lot the of that thing. was a chicago yeah. thing you know you get a lot of and those are the ones you usually match with and they're kind of farther away and they're further away yeah and, and the long distance thing is it's a it's a real deal it's a deal breaker, right? See, I don't, know? I don't do the, I don't see, see, I don't do the bar thing that often. So I know okay. you, you were, I was doing it heavy. I've grown out of it, you know. I, uh, I was doing the bar scene a lot until probably like last year at this time, but kind of, you know, like mid, I don't know, end of twenty seventeen, a little bit into twenty eighteen, but I kind of grew out of it. Yeah, what's man. that? What's that like? Because I don't really, I don't, really, right. I, I don't do it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's. Uh, it's fun, you know, because I, I didn't have, I wasn't into the bar scene when I turned 21 and I was so focused on like my career and college and goals and job and relationship, right. you know, like I was living the life as a, of a 30 year old when I was 21. Right. I was very, very, very focused and very, you know, like very comfortable in what I was doing at the time and had a relationship. So I didn't do that. So then the tables turn, right? So like in my early, early thirties, I was like in my early twenties. So it was a whole learning experience, but at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun. Right. I mean, that's all I could really, really say. I mean, it's, I didn't, what was cool is like, there were, I only got like a, like a jealous boyfriend type situation. It was uh, towards the end of, 2017 or like it was like the very beginning of 2018 but i did dodge all of that shit which was cool yeah like i don't know if that has something to do with you know my age too like there's a lot of testosterone in those early 20s dudes oh yeah you know, which i was kind of like rushed by one of those dudes at the end of the year so i was just like eh, yeah i might want to stay away from that but you do you know when you're going to the bars like that i was attracting like uh women younger than me you know five to ten younger five to ten years right. younger than me and that's cool too. Like, out of my whole experience being single this long, like there, I've learned a lot about myself dating different women. Oh yeah, you do. You, know you do saying? learn a lot by being by yourself. And it, you by, more, by yourself, you, but I'm saying like dating, and not saying like I'm like entire like a womanizer, in, like promiscuous. But I've dated a lot of different women, and I'm just happy that I've got to learn who I am through them. Oh yeah, because you take a little, you take a little bit of part of every person you meet. Right. And you learn a little bit of about you yourself. Yeah, man. about yourself, about them, about new experiences, about new life ideas. And, and it's cool like if you're dating the girl your age or in your age group and then like the middle, like I said like 5 years and then 10. 
because they'll bring different yep. different cool for things sure. and avenues for you to try. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like do different shit. So right. it was, it was a lot, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Man. I did my, I did the bar thing most of my twenties when I was on the road. Cause I was gone for like seven, eight years. Yeah, I remember you sharing that with me. Yeah. So w- I've learned I'm bad in relationships because I like my solid. I like my solitude. I just 100%. enjoy it. I enjoy it too, man. So you I get to I, learn yourself. Like you said, by yourself. Oh yeah. And I get super bored. Right, I get bored real quick. I get uninterested super quick. It's so like even the podcast. Like I took the two and a half month break. I was like, <laughs> I was like, almost like I'm bored. Like I'm almost done. Right. You know, because that's just how I am. I'm very, uh, I'm super focused when I'm on to something, and then as soon as I lose interest, though, I'm like, done. Yeah. So that's hard for me in a relationship. Yeah. Because I get bored quick. If that makes sense. Okay. I just start losing interest. No, no disrespect to anybody listening, right, but it's right, like, right. it's not nothing personally to you. It's just, I enjoy it's your issue. It's my issue right. for sure. Right. And it's like, I, I like, sometimes I just don't want to do nothing. Right. You know, it's like, I, did, I just prefer to like, if you want to come over and, and talk like that, I'm cool with, I don't like doing the out thing that much. Like the bar, going right. to the bar every weekend. If I find a girl that wants to go to the bar every weekend, can't do it. Right. We I, can't do that. We can't have that life. There's That's a not certain, me. yeah, there's a certain, like your vibe attracts your tribe kind of talk, uh, and when I was doing the bar stuff, I was attracting girls that wanted to party more. Well, they were young, so that they, they want to get that out of their cool. system. But I'm getting to that age now, like 35, and I dated this girl um, somewhat recently within the last year or year and a half, and she was a little bit younger, and it kind of came to that. Like, I remember her saying something like, well, you know, I am blah, blah, blah. Like, it's Saturday night. I wanted to go do shit. And I'm just like, well, I'm chilling tonight. Yeah, you can <laughs> you go know? out. Like, yeah, you yeah. go ahead. Go do yeah. your thing. We'll hang out afterwards if yeah, you want to come by. Yeah, you, know? you want to come by, but there is something there's with that, that age gap. Yeah. There's a disconnect, and with the whole party scene, because you know, doing the podcasting and stuff like I have been for the last year and a half, I'm putting all that energy into something more creative right. and artistic. You know, yeah. But um, and I, I always feel obligated, almost like when I'm dating a younger a younger lady and she wants to go out, I feel almost obligated because I don't want to take that from them. Absolutely, because I knew how I was when I was that age. I wanted to be out every weekend. Right. I wanted to be what people were doing. You know, I wanted to be hanging out with people. So, like, I don't want to ever deny that from someone because I'm selfish. Right. So I'm almost just like, well, just kind of go do your thing. Like, I'm not, not that, you know, I'm yeah, not that mad about it's it. Not, yeah. And that's what's, uh, I think, too, like that particular age group, when you date women at that age and you're a dude like ourselves, like more established and shit, and you're cool with, like, with whatever, it blows them away because they're still dating that dude that's unsure of himself probably a little bit insecure some toxic masculinity who you talking to where you going all up in their shit and And i I think a lot of girls confuse that with oh he cares about me. yeah they do and they and when you don't show that they're like oh you don't care about me right that that's not it at all it's not it's quite the opposite quite the opposite so (laughs) it's like when you when you show that part of yourself to them they they like it it's a different something different right this dude's got his shit together and He's cool with me doing whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, we were, I don't know if you were ever like that. When I was younger, I was insecure and a oh, douchey, yeah. a oh, douchey yeah. boyfriend. Super jealous. Jealous and shit. Yep. You know, like it's just kind of, kind of goes with the flow. Yeah. With some of us. Uh, the high testosterone in your body, dude. Yeah. We're animals, man. Any, yeah. any way you cut it, any way you cut it, we're animals. Right. We have animalistic uh, tendencies. tendencies. You know, but yeah, dating is, it's been fun. There's a lot of different avenues and uh, as cliche as it is, like, like I said, your vibe attracts your tribe, and I believe, you know, whatever whatever your sexual preference is, you know, or, or whatever, your significant other will come into your life at the right time. You know, like they will 
they'll just come to you. Yeah. It's really that simple. I lost my last, uh, my last little, uh, semi relationship, uh, over that <laughs> Facebook thing, bro. Did you? Yeah, man. Wouldn't put that, uh, wouldn't put that relationship status on oh, public. Oh, that's right. You <laughs> the fuck out of here, dude. That's what I hate about, it's like, that's what I hate. I want, I'm not, I'm not public with my personal life on Facebook like that. No, you shouldn't be. You know, Nobody I don't. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, I'll say a few things, but I'm never like super detailed in my, like my real life, like what I'm actually no, doing. No, and, yeah. and here's the thing I had with it. She was like, well, uh, you, you know, you, you need to put in a relationship on your Facebook. So I did. But the problem is, is it's <laughs> never been visible in mine. Right. So I, it's like not even like you don't see it. So she took offense to that. Like I was hiding something and cheating. I'm like, you're a 35 year old woman and you're worried about a Facebook status. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> red flag. And then someone that says I love you in two months, that wasn't her. But I'm just saying those people are red flags also. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's rules to this. There's a lot of rules to this yeah. game, this single game. And it's tough. And then with no yeah. kids, I think the no kids is is a it's a little it's a little different for us because there's not very many women that don't have kids our age. I agree. Yeah. So, so the time thing is like we have a lot of extra time that they don't have. Right. So you're almost it's not that we don't want to do this, but it's like we're almost you we're on your time schedule. So if it's we're doing it when you say we're doing something and some of us like to be number one in your life yeah yeah we do <laughs> hey i'm just saying <laughs> no but that goes back to my whole thing about being i wanting to be alone so sometimes i get sometimes i just like like i said I, I thrive in my solitude i do my best thinking when i'm alone i think i grow my my best by myself and that just that doesn't mean never in a relationship that just means like just sitting by myself and reflecting on things in my yeah, life yeah and uh so that kind of what the fuck was i going with that uh just kind of translates into maybe why it's hard for you to keep someone oh, yeah, around. Yeah, for so a long so time. the kids, so the kids, that's right, oh, yeah. the kids. So then, you know, when I have only one day a week, or maybe every two weeks, and then it has to be on this Saturday, it's like that doesn't, that doesn't fit with my whole like, my mojo. Right. And so I think that that affects my dating life as well. I could agree. I could agree with you to a certain extent, but the way I look at it, like the women that I have dated that have had children, they're like. Um, a plus and an extra, you know, in regards to the relationship because they're little cool people too. Oh yeah. And you could start a relationship oh, with them. You know what I'm great, saying? Like it's really cool. And that's, but it makes it really hard too when you break up cause you lose three people. Yeah. You lose her and the kid. You yeah. Know? And see that sucks for us. People that don't have kids. So like I was in a relationship, I got really close, especially with the younger kid. Um, and I'm not, no, I'm not gonna name drop or anything yeah, like no that. Name drops. But it's like when we broke up, it's like I lost three people. Yep. And then you and then you only lost one, and then it, you go back and then like they still have those two people to like talk to, mm -hmm. and they're still like, and you're almost like, oh my god, now I'm and by myself. So low dolo. Yeah, and like I love <laughs> kids. You know, I don't have kids. I right. love kids. You right. know, and uh, I just I just feel weird. I don't want to. I don't even know if I want kids. You want kids, Joe? Yeah, I do. I do. I do too. I keep going back and forth if I want them or I'm not. At this, I'm like to the point where if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Right. But I think there is a point too where you'll get so conditioned just to not having one. Does that make sense yep. to like where, well, damn, now I have one, you know, but I'm glad I didn't have a kid in my twenties. Cause I would have, I mean, I would have, I would have been a great provider, but I know that I wasn't emotionally like structured uh, right, the ready way to be I a dad right now. Me neither. I don't think I would have be been a dad. I don't think I would have been a good dad. And you know, to be a 20s. good father and uh, a, you know, a father and then maybe a husband. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I could have done both in my twenties. 
Right. I don't think I could have done both. Well, like you do, you would, you could have, cause you would have had to. Right. And I know the kind of person that you are, you know, like you wouldn't have bailed or anything no, no, like no. that, but yeah, dude, it'd I'm, have been a strain on the relationship with the wife probably, oh God. you know, yeah. cause I'm pretty firm in my beliefs on Same things, here. you know? So like, I think a kid, like I'm going to want certain things to happen with my kid. Right. Regard, you know? Yeah. And, and it's easy to say what we would do cause we haven't been in that situation. Right. But yeah, I'm yeah. glad like, I'm going to have a kid either in my mid to late thirties or early forties yeah. as opposed to my late teens to early twenties, dude. Some people got kids our age that are going, getting ready to go to college. I know, bro. That's really scary. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nutty to think about, man. They're like, <laughs> they're like adults. Like they're adults. Yeah. It's really so crazy, crazy man. Going to send them to college. Yeah. And we're podcasting. Dude, we're podcasting. Who won? We won. We won. <laughs> and we say that with the most, uh, I don't know, confidence possible. Right, Not right. Not really, but we're having fun, and kids are great. Uh, but yeah, dating women with kids and for women to date dudes with kids, I think that goes hand-in-hand hand together, too. Like, if you are a dude that has a child and you're dating a girl that has a child, that works out better. It does, because you have a play date with the kids. Yep. There's a nice little transition. But what if the kids don't like each other? That, that, then you that gotta be a problem. Yeah, you gotta say see ya. It's kind of like when you have a dog or a cat and she's not a cat girl or he's not a cat guy or something yeah. or a dog. like Date a girl allergic to a cat. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't very good for me. I had to give her Benadryl every time she came over. And I have a pit bull, Tuco. He's like 80 pounds. Like, <laughs> not all girls are into 80 pound pit bulls. No, I get it. <laughs> no, they're a little scared sometimes they come over. <laughs> yeah. I remember this one girl I was dating. She's like, it looks like he's, when he looks at me, I feel like he's judging me. I'm like, he is. Yeah, he, he's definitely judging you. I'm like, he's got mommy issues. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> you, right. you're not going to be my mommy. <laughs> like, he is judging you. Yeah. So better watch out. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, dating is, is, I like how this went from Facebook sucks to, to dating. Yeah. And, and this, that right. was a good, that was you like a good that transition? Segue. Yeah. yeah. Good well, they transition. all, they go hand in hand because you almost, without Facebook, you're not dating. I mean, you That's are. That's true, you're, though, because I was that guy. Yeah, but it, it's. And I didn't have, I wasn't online dating, too. It's rough, and though. And I did even better. How many girls have you met that were like, hey, do you not have, do you not have social media? You're like, I don't have no social media. You're like, what are you hiding? Yeah, I did have a few say that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always did have an Instagram. So they could be buddies with me there, but I was very vague with yeah. my Instagram. So the, a lot of girls take that as like you're hiding something from me. Yeah, I got that shit yeah. a few times. Like, oh, you're just off the grid, huh? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I why? Am. Why? Why, well, Joe? If you want to get to know me, you got my number. <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously, just like with anyone and everyone, yeah. like, you can get to know me that way because now I'll get like weird Facebook messages, like, and it, I just don't know what to do. It's hard because how do you progress? It's hard to progress that conversation when you don't know somebody. Like, I asked you two questions. Like, how do we progress this conversation? Like, if we're not meeting up, then we just need to, like... But that's what I'll do, too, when I see someone putting out their, like, toxic negativity and they're just looking real bad. I will reach out to you on, on Messenger be like, hey, like... Chill out. You could tell me to go fuck myself or whatever. So, please, like, I'm just coming at you, like, from a totally different angle so you can maybe think about this a little bit more. Right. I, I don't do this to complete strangers, but I'll be like, you probably shouldn't do that right now because a b c and d right you know and people appreciate it or whatever like i want to be like the dr phil of your facebook message right. <laughs> hey you like, guys hear that uh, uh look up look up joe riley for all your professional psychiatric <laughs> yeah. needs i like to play shrink so maybe yeah. i could help yeah. but yeah man facebook is crazy you know what else i found pretty interesting about facebook you can do the uh the hour update what is that you know what i'm talking about like you could do it with instagram and it's up for like 24 hours under oh the story the story so yeah. you can do that on Facebook if you want to see if you want to know like the 
if you forgot about people that you're friends with on Facebook and like kind of be like, oh, they're keeping up. They're keeping tabs on me. Just randomly. I do this on purpose. It's a scientific experiment. Oh, post the uh, post a Facebook story. Yeah, to see my, they look. What is that person looking at this? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, I forgot, you know, like. Yeah, I don't even. I never do the Facebook do it. story. Everybody listen to this. Do that just because nobody uses. Them. Yeah. And no one knows who's really looking at your shit anymore. But you could see who looks at it. Yeah, because they're the only- and it's the weirdest people on your friends list. <laughs> it's are, there, are, are they the only ones checking the stories though? Because I don't check stories. That's what I'm saying. The people either. that check the stories. Okay. So just post in your story, and then like you'll just forget about. Like, I'm, I'm ready to know I was friends with that guy. Exactly. It happens, and I'm like, huh. Then I'll look and like, what are they up to? And it's pretty much nothing. Like some some up you know update about their favorite football yeah. team or that's the best part of social media to me is just being able to keep track with people that um you care about yeah and they're busy. but then you're friends with like a thousand people right. and then you don't get to see it it gets super watered down yeah and i like those and, algorithms yeah and man. i do like seeing pictures of your kids just not every day you know <laughs> right. and i do like that nice that nice spaghetti with meatball but, but not, every, not every day not every day not yeah. every day no i don't need to see every meal no i don't need to know every movement that what you're about making. animal posts because we're like animal dudes yeah i like the animal post but not every day. not every day just can't do it every day no. can't do anything everything's good with moderation you, you know you, you can die from drinking too much water but digest all of our podcast posts once a week yeah <laughs> People and you are can, probably like that's what i think yeah. too it's like i do it every week so i'm like oh god another one like it's like yeah no, but they say sorry, uh, not sorry. They say that um, keeping a, a routine with your uh, um, coming out with your podcast and on a certain day, so everyone knows when to look for it, yeah. is how you get listeners and how you get them We've to retain. Been doing it. We've been yeah, oh yeah, that. you guys are like so spot on on that Monday morning. I already know it's gonna be there. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we we lack, and I'm I'm pretty uh, anal about that kind of shit, kind kind of militant, but we do a good job. Yeah, but sometimes that's out of your, my... your your whole podcast a little militant, is it? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I try to have as much fun as possible. Not as fucking. No, with go you, ahead, go ahead. I've heard that no, before. I, I'm not militant, just structured. It's structured. It's very structured. You keep it on a on, and it, but that that's it's good for guests. Yeah, it when is. there's um, this is a little different. It's we're just randomly we're just all. No, I think this is a good. No, it's going well. I think it's a good segue into yeah. some some podcast stuff. But go ahead. Yeah, but uh, your podcast because you got to keep people on from just going off the rails. Because you're talking a specific topic, absolutely. Where I don't give a fuck. We can go. We could talk about fucking Mars right now. No, that's dude. great. You know what I mean? That's great. I I feel uh, to each their own on that. And there's been uh, some podcasters too that take like pride in their ad libs. You know, no direction. Right. And I think that's great. However, I feel like if you're a nobody, which we are nobodies, you know, it's nice to have maybe a niche topic. Yep. And to be respectful of the listener too, like in your time frames, you know, like right. someone's going to listen to your shit. Like we talked about, like on their way to work, they're only going to have so much time. So whatever you want to, whatever knowledge you want to drop or whatever you want to talk about, you know, have it in a nice little box with a yeah. bow and a button on it. I mean, I am a little bit militant, but I did get a lot of feedback, you know, from the first 10 episodes I ever dropped then you know, to 20 to 30. And there's just a recipe for that, success. That I started, I don't know, you know, success or not but there's a little recipe that i i came up with and, and it works well right you know because especially when you have a guest if they don't know if you don't know one another they start opening up after 20 minutes right and a lot of people were giving me feedback like dude your podcast should only you know be 30 minutes that's the sweet spot like maybe if it's just me yeah and threatened but that's still hard See, it too. is hard because i when i'm do a single podcast right 99 percent of the time that's ballsy i yeah. give you credit bro super hard so super hard it does it takes 20 minutes before i even start relaxing like so i'm stressed out i'm a little nervous myself because everyone's hearing it right uh 
And then it, it takes me 20, 30 minutes before I even start feeling like I'm actually talking how I want to talk in the podcast. And then it sucks because you can't just throw away those first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But then you might lose some listeners in that first 20 minutes because it might not be as good. Right. And I noticed that my best podcasts are the ones that I, I take the more time to lay out the format format so I can keep my ideas in line and in check. That's the real key. That's really what it, a format's for. It's like even if you have a guest, it's for me to keep it going right. and flowing in a time frame and everything. And not forget something that you want to talk about. Right. And, and that, that still happens. Or, or talk about it in the wrong order. Right. Because like I said, if you're a nobody and you're just doing it and you don't really have a structure on what you want to get out and how you want to say it, it, it's a recipe for disaster. It's like when people try to like no format, like I've, I've, I've seen and I've gotten arguments like, I don't have a format. This is ad lib. A lot of that kind of comes back to like going to college and, and wanting, wanting to do a speech in front of people and not having your structure. Like I learned a lot and we all learn a lot in college, but in college, like they taught you how to, how to publicly speak. There was a lot of public speaking classes and the dude or, 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 the, or the girl that didn't have their shit together for their speech and just tried to wing it. Always never sucked, worked. right? Yeah, it's never always worked. the worst. And that's what I like always kept in the back of my head for public speaking or podcasting because really we are public speaking. For sure. It's crazy, but we, re- we really, really are. So it's just like you want to go to war with the right, the right amount of anu- you know, amu- ammunition. Ammunition, thank you. <laughs> I got you, guys. Thank you, bro. <laughs> and... Uh, and you gotta you gotta come correct. Oh yeah. You know, if you're gonna be on that mic and there's times where, you know, I've had some shitty episodes and you can go back in my catalog and there's some good stuff and there's probably some bad stuff, but if you have that format, you're gonna keep rolling. You know, I could wing some stuff now because I've been doing it every week for forever. Like but it's nice to have it, man. Yeah, you, you gotta know? like you have something for this. I mean oh, we're, yeah. we're oh, doing yeah. our deal and we're you know, we're staying on a topic. But oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Oh, I took notes. I've been doing it. Good. Um, my yeah. first few no notes, it was straight ad lib, and it was hard because I'd be done. I'd be like, man, I want to talk about this. I totally forgot. And you don't have someone, so like I said, I give you big props because like the first podcast I ever really started listening to was the Bill Burr Early Morning Podcast, and that was all Bill by himself. So that's what I always thought a podcast was. Like This is probably in like 2013, yeah. 2012. And uh, I remember when I started, I wanted to do podcasting and I didn't even have Musically Meditated as an idea and still trying to come up with something. And I was going to do Musically Meditated all by myself. But luckily, thank God, I had Sret in there with right. me to, you know, like bounce shit back you and ne- off. You need that because to. it's hard. I can't spark my own idea unless I'm like really like working something out and talking about it like in detail. And then it's like, Oh, now I can remember something. But when you have a, someone next to you who's also contributing to the conversation, it helps you remember things also, you know, it and, does. It, and it, it takes the, it takes the uh, pressure off of you to not have to talk for 50 minutes by yourself. Two people, 50 minutes, you're really only talking like th- you're talking 30 minutes, you right. know, you're talking 25 minutes. Cause he was never threatened was never a music guy, but I knew I could bounce like every episode that I've had for this long. It's something that I came up with, but I always knew, like, with music, I'm so nerded nerded out when it comes to it and passionate. Like, I knew I could, like, just find something that I'm into that I think people should check out. Right. Like, having him there to bounce it off of. Like you said, when I'm running out of wind or running out of something, you know, like, hey, check out this album this week because this is what I'm going to talk about. Right. Or we're going to go back and revisit this particular record. Right. So, you know, he does the best that he can with the limited time that he has. Right. But it is nice. And he's got, man, he's got to be busy as fuck. Fuck, yeah, dude. man. I don't know how he does it. Cause he's like, he's like, editor producer type guy, right? Yeah, for, our, for, 
four podcasts, but everyone's getting good enough to where I don't believe he has to. He doesn't edit mine at all anymore. Yeah, see, like this, I'm not gonna have to edit. No, we got this. It's all. It's we're we're, we're already a minute. We're already a minute seven in. Are we? Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap it up here in a second. Okay. But uh, um. I'm not going to have to do nothing. So this one's going to be easy for me. Right. But when I'm doing it by myself, dude, I got like 13 clips. Right. And then I got to piece them all together. Sometimes I fumble. Sometimes my cat just starts being an asshole and I got to <laughs> just stop, you know? <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. So that that takes the time for me. So that's the part that sucks for me. But this is going to be super easy. I mean, I could put this out tonight if I wanted. Good. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Man. So I, pr- I appreciate it. All right, cool. Yeah, but uh, want to tell everybody again where they can find you? Yeah, find Musically Meditated on all your podcast listening platforms. Easiest place to find it is YouTube, but we're also on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all that, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so go check out Musically Meditated Podcast on the Green Door Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially episode fifty, Deuce. Was that was that yours? 52? Yeah, yeah, we did a great job. Yeah, with that beautiful mustache. Yeah, you had that mustache. You could watch us too because we have the video yep. now on YouTube. So. Yeah, and I enjoy the video actually. Uh, sometimes I prop it up on my. Uh, I have like this little. I can put my phone like on um, this little dashed part on yeah. my truck, so I just prop it up right there and I watch TV through my speakers. Oh, do you? So I sometimes I put the podcast on so I can Thanks. see the visual because I like the video. Yeah, I think it, it's helped a lot with getting more people to engage and people like to see people engage in conversations. It's easier to like watch this. something I think than it is just to listen. It is, you know. We like that. Yep. Our brains like that. Hell yeah, we but do. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Uh, like always, be good to one another, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Adios. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion. So
say the drama jerk. Niggas straight kill me, knowing that they prankster. This is going out to your studio gangsters. See, I did dirt, put in work, and many niggas can vouch that. So since I got strikes, I got the right to rap about that. But niggas like you, I gotta hate you, cause I'm just times of burying niggas talking about they come from projects. Knowing you ain't seen no parts of the streets, G. Think you started trying to bang around the top of the beach, treaty. Wearing khakis in my while you're on little back, trying to say, but you're flooding at the same time. And your set don't accept you. Scared to kick it with your homies, cause you know they don't respect you. So, nigga, please check nuts before you step to these motherfucking real Well, it's the knockout definition original, baby gangsta. I punch me like you hard, motherfucker. I'm a banker. Shank ya with my fucking shank if I have to. Dr. Dre, you stupid.